Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Turing podcast. This is an interview-style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. In that little intro there, I did mention that sometimes I interview wrestlers, and today that is one of those days. This is the third time ever that I've gotten a chance to interview a wrestler. Um, I caught up with him uh, just last night, actually, Jason the Crusher Cole. Uh, so keep listening to hear the story behind how he became a wrestler, including a brilliant road story where he puked within the first five Five minutes of a match, but somehow found the testicular fortitude to keep on going. So stick around for that one. It is a doozy. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. And you can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is a little bit of coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to put on little rabbit foo-foo, and uh, once they're dropped off at their karate lessons, just throw Art of Touring back on just then, would you? All right. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 57 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Spoilers. Are you watching Game of Thrones? How about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or maybe you're a wrestling fan. Well, if you want to go in fresh with no spoilers, don't open your phone because as soon as you do, all your favourite movies, TV shows and wrestling matches, as soon as they've been aired, some muppet on social media will post a photo which will spoil the whole freaking thing and then you won't have anything to do for the rest of the week! So unless you want to see Ned Stark raised from the dead on top of a ladder fighting Thanos, don't open your phone! Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can. Just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Now let's hear my conversation with Jason, the Crusher Cole, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Turing podcast. I'm sitting here in Siriani Studios in glorious Epping, and it's a it's a cold night, but I've had the uh, the good old Target fifteen dollar heater on for about an hour or two, so it's nice and toasty, warm. And sitting across from me is the third ever professional wrestler to grace the airwaves of the Art of Turing podcast, Mr. Jason the Crusher Cole. How are you, Jason? Sis Dog, I am doing really great, mate. Uh, I am very very honoured to be here yeah. um art of touring podcast uh as i said to you just before this session got started this is yeah. the first podcast i've said yes to yes um 
for any of Sizdog's listeners, this is um, I, I, I got to meet Sizdog through a project we did a little while ago. We did. Um, you know, me and him got chatting. We worked really close together. I got to know him really well. And uh, when he approached me to do this, I couldn't have said yes quick enough, man. <laughs> nice. Very, very happy to be here. It's great and, to uh, have yeah, you, man. Yeah, cool man. Cool to kick back and chill, man. Yeah, thank you for being here, my friend. Um, and, uh, well... As Art of Touring listeners know, I always start every show with the same question, and that is, uh, where are you from and, and where did you grow up, Jason? Uh, I am Jason the Crusher Cole. I was born in Faulkner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. So not too far from uh, this glorious place we call Epping. Yes. Uh, but uh, I uh, I grew up around uh, Faulkner and uh, reside in Craigieburn now. So Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, Northern suburbs, boy, man, strong. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and do you come from a big family? Yeah, uh yeah, I've I've got uh, one sister, but like we got a heap of cousins and yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, you know those family friends that you call family that you party with when you were you know when you're younger and stuff. And it's just everyone's yeah. family, man. Whoever like, whoever rocks up is just yeah. It's a lot of wog uncles, <laughs> basically, man. You just got that, and there's always that one uncle you know that gets too drunk at the party and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, yeah, we yeah. all know that one. Nah, man. I've um yeah, my, my I got a I got a pretty decent sized family, man, and yeah, um, yeah. like. I'm I, I, to say, man. I, I got pretty blessed with uh, the parents that I got as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of wrestlers' parents, um, you know, too keen on seeing their their kid get beat up in the ring, sure, as most yeah. parents do. Yeah, supportive. Yeah, uh, my my parents don't like seeing me get beat up, but they know this is a dream that I've wanted. You know, since I opened my eyes as a baby. Yeah, right. Um, and they've both supported me throughout. You know. From when I from when I started up until this point now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question, and that was, um, who got you into wrestling? Oh, there's a few. Yeah. Um, so I grew up watching um, WCW early Saturday mornings on TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really like the, I think most wrestlers would have nearly the same thing. Uh, guys like Hogan. Yeah. You know, um, I used to love Goldberg. Mm. Uh, the, these guys that aren't. Technically speaking, the greatest wrestlers around. Yeah. But their showmanship and and the way they could uh, go out into a ring and perform in front of the crowd. Okay. Was I, absolutely incredible. You know. I meant more like you know, did your dad sit you down one Saturday morning and go, "I'm going to show you wrestling today, son." This yeah, is man, what wrestling is basically, like- man. My 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 grandfather on my mum's side was a boxer. Okay, here my, we go. Now we're getting to it. Yeah, and my dad was also a boxer. Right, um, okay. So a lot of like culture yeah, surrounding, you know, combat sports is in the house. Yeah, man. There's a, there's yes. a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fighting going on in the family, you right, know. So um, right. But uh, yeah, my dad, he was a he was a, a boxer, a amateur boxer um, from Morwall up in the country, Gippsland area. Okay, yeah. And um, he, you know, he was training one day and they got him to spar with a, a world champion called uh, Rocky Mattioli. Okay. And in sparring, my dad accidentally knocked him out. So that was <laughs> that was my dad's claim to fame, you know. Yeah, right. But um, I remember as a kid, actually, we were flicking through the through the stations and um, we come across WCW, like I said, on TNT. Mm. And me and my dad started watching it and I can credit my dad for it man um yeah. ever since that day it was uh i was a wrestling fan man from 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 day one and it's how, all i ever wanted how old were you when you like you remember actually watching it and to, to be honest man i reckon i would have been at least three years old yeah really yeah far out yeah um it was 90 for uh, 96 96 yeah 96 man and Whoa. um yeah flicking through the through the tv on uh i think it was optus back then 
not Foxtel? It was something like that, yeah. I think. Yeah, and, those, uh, those strange, like, um, early Australian pay TV channels. Yeah, man, it was like really, really early. Yeah. We were just flicking through, man. WCW popped up. Yes. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, actually, I, and I still, I still remember the, um, the, the match that took my eye. Mm. It was, I can't remember who he was wrestling, but I know Goldberg was in it. Okay. And uh, the end of the match, they handcuffed the guy to the bu- to a bus that's been driven out onto, a, onto the entrance ramp. Huh. And, um, you know, as a, as a child, the, the, the larger than life guys just, you know, it blows your mind to see what they can do. Yeah. And I seen, um, it might have been Sid Vicious. Okay. I, it, I, I, he had... He, I reckon it might have been Sid Vicious. I'm, Psycho I'm not sure. Sid. Psycho Sid, yeah. Yeah. And they handcuff Goldberg to the bus and um, they head back down to the ring and they grab something to go and, uh, you know, do something to him with. Mm. Uh, long story short, Goldberg breaks out of the handcuffs, runs down the <laughs> ramp. Of course he does. Yeah. And then spear tackles him to the floor. <laughs> and that popped me huge. I was yes. like, like, you know, you see in cop shows and stuff, no one gets out of handcuffs, right? Unless you're like no. Jackie Chan or yeah. Houdini. And I just see this this larger than life bald dude with traps the size of tree trunks, just snap these handcuffs like it ain't nothing. Yeah. Bolt down the ramp and then just like gridiron spear tackle this guy to the floor. Yes. And I was like, Dad, I want to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Far out, man. Yeah, see I can't I can't pinpoint like a childhood memory of when I knew I liked wrestling. Yeah. Um, because I was born in 1980, so I was a bit too young to kind of... Re- and there really wasn't much wrestling on TV yeah. in the 80s in Australia. Yeah. You know, we had... Um, I mean, Hulkamania and everything, like, it was well-documented in the States, but, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I was just too young or maybe I didn't really watch it, but I knew it was a thing. Like, I remember yeah. having, like, a Hul- Hulkamania bandana. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it was the 80s and we had them. Actually, i got a funny story about that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Hit no, me. no, go, go on. You, you finish. But I, I just can't remember, actually, as a kid, really being that into it. Yeah. But then, of course, the Attitude, Attitude Era hit in the late yes. 90s. And that I was a teenager at that point. Yeah. And so... It was the demographic that they were trying to hit. Like, I was the perfect demographic. Yeah. And that was when when I really got into it. Yeah. You know, late late nineties, early noughties. Yeah. That was my uh, my bread and butter kind of thing. And and when I really discovered it and got into guys like The Rock and you yeah, know yeah. Mick Foley and Stone Cold. Well, the, and all those the, guys. the Attitude Era and the TV fourteen era of wrestling was it was a, it was a great era. Mm. You know, um, the wrestling was it was kind of scrappy. But it just it works so well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the the Hogan the the bandana actually that you mentioned. Yes. Um, when I grew up watching wrestling, when I got a little bit older, um, well, Hogan was running with NWO. Um, again, watching wrestling with my dad. Yeah. Uh, well, my and dad, but more so dad. Mm. Um, every time Hogan had come out to the ring, um, even though he was a bad guy, I used to love him. Right. So I'd sit there and try to tear my shirts. <laughs> uh, and it used to give my mum and dad the shit so bad. <laughs> of course. So what they'd have to do is they'd have to, every Saturday, they'd have to like go down to the nearest Coles or Safeway. And you remember how you could buy those, um, it's like three or four like singlet tops, Bonds ones. Yes. Um, well, they weren't Bonds back then. They were just some generic brand. You know, they were like $2 and you get four or five singlets in, yeah? Right. And they'd just Sharpie NWO on it. And as soon as Hogan had come out, I'd be sitting there tearing the singlet off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is fantastic. Yeah. 
that's a, that, oh that, that's a, that's a special memory that one that yeah. is brilliant yeah did they take any like video or photographic evidence I'm, of this? I'm sure there is some sort of photographic you evidence you have to yeah. dig that up um, yeah we've got we've got all the albums back at home I'm pretty sure we've even got a few um, photos of just a pile of torn shirts <laughs> really yeah <laughs> that's perfect because every week man and like the, the worst they used to hate it when he'd do a promo and he'd right. come out and tear the shirt and then he'd come back out for the wrestling match and, uh, in a new shirt and do it again. So that would be a day where you would go through two shirts. Yeah, two shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just sit there and, uh, and te- you know, tear oh, them off. And yeah. I used to pop my parents' butt, so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they would just be sitting there going, oh my God, Jason. Yep, basically. L- look at this kid. What have we done? Yep. <laughs> and your sister's probably Thanks, in that corner going, what are you doing? doing jason <laughs> well actually my, my sister's a wrestling fan too yeah right yeah man uh, she loves it uh, her favorite yeah. was jeff hardy oh yeah, yeah 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 um and now i'm actually training her how to wrestle <laughs> oh isn't that interesting yeah <laughs> comes full circle comes full circle far out well that kind of yeah i mean that's a good question i suppose as well is i mean you 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 when was it that you made the transition mm-hmm. from being a fan to a to a wrestler so I'm still a fan now. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, you mean like I, when I you love, started training I love it. and? But um, I, it's a funny story actually. How I got into training, I was working at a hotel in uh, Preston, yes. uh, the Ridges Hotel. Okay. Um, and I was doing the security there, and it was about two o'clock in the morning. And we get a uh, noise complaint to go <laughs> up to one of the rooms. Yeah. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, no dramas." I go up there, I knock on the door, you know, um, and my mate answers it. And I said to him, I said, shit, you know, I haven't seen you for, you know, for a long time, man. How you been? Yeah. I mean, I walked in, me and him got chatting and he introduced me to a whole bunch of boys that were professional wrestlers. Right. And then he ta- he says to me, he goes, like, I've been training, uh, you know, you still a wrestling fan? I said, yeah, man. Yeah. He goes, look, if you're interested, come down uh, to this address, ask for George the Hitman Julio. Mm. Um, he's an old vet from Festival Hall era. Yes. Um, he's been there, seen there, none at all. I mean, the guys wrestled guys like, you know, Mario Milano. Mm-hmm. He's uh, teamed up with Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. Um, you know, wrestled in the States, uh, wrestled over the world. Mm. Um, he's he's a genuine legend. And I said, shit, like, I'll be there Monday. Yeah. And yeah, this is 2012. I went down, I had my first session. Ah. How uh, old were you in 2012? Uh, 18, maybe. Oh, so you were out of school at this point? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd finished school. Finished school and yeah. you're working as a security guard as soon yeah. as you left school. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, because I, 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 I didn't actually, I didn't know that there was um, training facilities down here for professional wrestling. Like, <sighs> yeah. Um, Even in 2012, I, that blows my mind. Yeah. Well, in, in, in 2012, like, yeah, New Age Wrestling, the, the, the school that I, um, I train with and yes. that I'm competing under, they've been going for 15 or 16 years, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, um, like, to me, wrestling was always a States thing. Yes. You know, I, I wasn't even too familiar with it being over in Japan. Ah. I grew up watching, like I said, WCW, WWE. Mm. So, all I've ever known wrestling for was um, the States. Yeah. And then, when I got involved in it um, back in 2012 with Georgia's school, um, it was like a whole new world opened up. You know, I got to, um, I got to wrestle different companies around Australia. Mm-hmm. I... I was introduced to wrestling over in Japan. Yeah. Um, I even got to wrestle a guy from Pro Wrestling Noah um, right. over in Japan. And um, yeah, it, it, it blew my mind, you know, yeah. like the, the the amount of wrestling that there was around me and that I had no idea about. Yeah. 
and you fast forward now to 2019 and it's it's just blown up it's just like wrestling rampant. down here is huge huge and there's there's talks of um being an NXT Australia what yeah um, really yeah uh, it's it's really really big down here wow yeah and like you know you you see yourself you have guys like um, Buddy Murphy over yep. in the WWE who like cruiserweight champion you had the uh, Iconics who are the second ever women's tag team champions yeah um Tony Storm who's absolutely killing it on the indies and also um you know the NXT UK women's champion um you know uh girls like uh Dakota Kai from um New Zealand yep. who's also like she's New Zealand born and bred mm. made her name over there but she's also done her fair share of wrestling over here mm. um who's now you know over in the WWE yeah it's it's incredible to see all these names that like we see as like yeah we we watch down here sure yeah. going over and making a name for themselves and just absolutely killing it so I guess the the one way that I could probably relate to that would be you know as a muso yeah putting bills together um, in Melbourne and playing with different bands and whatever else. Yeah. And then going, oh, shit, they're on the radio now. Yeah. I just did a gig with them, you know, two years ago. Yeah. And now they're superstars. Yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah. You know, it's, um, it, that's happened a couple of times. Yep. And you're like, wow, that's, it's possible. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and it is, it is. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not very, pop- I mean, it's, there's probably more opportunity in wrestling, to be honest, than there is in the music industry, but um, it's, it's still... Our possibility, yeah. You know what I mean? Wrestling's a wrestling's a very hard industry yeah. to 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 make it in. Um, you need to have heart, man. Oh, it's, 100%. it's it's a sport where you need to know that your body is going to be mangled every time you step in the ring. Doesn't yeah. there's no such thing as an easy match. No, every no. time you go out there, you you put you go out there knowing that you're potentially going to get messed up. Yes. Um. And it's the heart. If you don't have the heart, then it's. If you're just doing it as a hobby, there's yeah. no point in being there. No, that's right. You know, um, yeah. I've I've loved this since I could open my eyes. Well, that's it. You know, um, and I know the boys that I share the ring with are the same. Mm. There's a, there's a few boys actually that I wrestle with that only knew about like um, wrestling for a couple of years. Yeah, they right. haven't actually grown up with it, um, and ah. they weren't fans of it. Um, a That's friend, weird. Yeah, a, f- a friend of mine actually. He um, got into wrestling because his friend got into wrestling, but didn't want to do it alone. Right. And had no idea about anything. Yeah. Um. Started training and just fell in love. Just loved it. Yeah. Well, take us back to that first training session that you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you see your mate you haven't seen in. I mean, you're 18 at this point. So was that a school friend? Uh, I actually played football. Um, Football yeah. outside of school, yeah. With this bloke, yeah. What was his name? Adam. Adam. You, yeah. you see, Adam. He's at the hotel that you're the security guard at. Yeah. With a bunch of wrestling dudes in a hotel room. Yeah. Who ironically, there's got to be a I story have, there. What were they doing up there? Was it a Bucks I, night or something? Ironically, I've wrestled a lot of these guys now. Now you have. Yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So they, these boys, had actually just finished at a wrestling show. Okay. Up in Gippsland. Right. Um, and they were they were all like you know on their way back home and um i think yeah like i said it was it was fairly late so they didn't want to um like a few of the boys didn't want to travel you know there was a couple of boys from melton others from like bacchus marsh and sunbury Uh, and that's a while away yeah you know they were they were starting to get you know pretty uh pretty tired Tired, and stuff but um yeah when they got back to the 
to the hotel room. Um, shout out to Xavier Black because it was his hotel room. Yeah. Um, they all got up there and it was just a, it was just a big party. And um, yeah. It, and then there's you trying to like calm them down. Yeah, oh, once I, your mates. Once I realised they were wrestlers, man, I was like tempted to join. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, sorry, boys. I actually have to do my job. Yeah. It, it was really it was really tough not to not to stay and chat with them because yeah, like the stories yeah. that they had was just you know incredible yeah right and um so fast forward now to the actual um tra- training that that adam took you to well, yeah. this was at george's yeah george and um yeah what was that first training session like it was grueling really it was it was the hardest thing i've ever had to do really yep wow we um i got in and uh so i've got a i got a martial arts background as well okay i did about 15 years in martial arts whoa um so I had a fair idea of how to take the bumps and yes. stuff like that because we, we'd practice breakfalls in the martial arts. Right. And um, yeah, George got me in the middle of the ring and he says to me, uh, do this back bump. And I did it and uh, I hit the floor and I was like, shit, this isn't, you know, yeah, this is the real deal. He you didn't know? put any mats down or nothing. Nope. I just do it. Yeah. Whoa. And I, I did it. And um yeah, I did that same bump, I reckon, at least 50 times. On the first day? On the first day. Ah. Um, then there was just blow-up drills. So, blow-up drills is literally things... Uh, it's a cardio cardio killer. Okay, yeah. It's just to, just to gas you out. Um, right. To the point where you throw up. Yeah. Um, we did that. And uh, actually, before I even got in the ring, George says to me, he goes, bump on the concrete. What? Yeah. Um, so, back in, back in the old school... Like days of wrestling. Um, yeah. Hogan's even said this on his first training session. Yeah. Um, Hogan's first trainer uh, broke his leg. Yeah, I remember that story. I saw that on an interview only yeah. about a few mu- a few weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah. he came back a couple of months later after the leg had healed, and he goes, "Sweet, you're good to go." Yeah. Okay. So and that was the mentality of George. Like he goes, um, "Bump on the concrete," and I looked at him weird, and I was like, "He's a legend. He's been there. He, he must know what he's doing." Yeah. So I'd done it. Yeah. And um, I got up and I said, do you want me to do it again? And he goes, you can get in the ring now. I said, okay. okay, why is that? He goes, if you can bump on the concrete and not bitch about it. He goes, if you take a shitty bump in the ring, he goes, it shouldn't phase you. Right, okay. He goes, I want to know that you're going to give 110% yep. every time you step into the ring. Whoa. And I said to George on my very first session, I said, I give you my word, whatever ring I step into. I said, I promise... I will 110% give it my all. I will not leave. I will leave everything in the ring. Yeah. And ever since that day, I've done just that. Wow. Yeah. Because that kind of, um, I mean, far out, that kind of training isn't, is, I didn't think they kind of did that anymore. Like, because wouldn't, wouldn't that kind of, I mean, is that the idea to scare people off? If they don't do it, it's it's not 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 as such to scare people off, but like with wrestling, if if you aren't fully committed, that's yeah. when things go wrong. Right. Um. You know, especially when you have matches like hardcore matches, and you know, it's not just the ring you got to contend with; it's the it's the other objects around, and you yeah, know, yeah. Um. Y- like street fights or falls count anywheres and stuff like that, man. All it's, the stipulations, it's not, yeah. All the stipulation matches, it's not just 
two wrestlers, a referee, and a wrestling ring. No, yeah. You know, there's a whole venue that you've got to work work yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're afraid to take a bump on the concrete, how are you going to take a bump on a ladder? That, that's right, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. If you can't take one bump on the concrete, mm. you know, if you're not willing to give everything mm. for what you're doing, yeah, then what's the point in doing it? Yeah, right, man. You know, we... We want to be the best that we possibly can be, and you know, push ourselves to our absolute limits. Sure, yeah. And um, that's that's the mentality of the the professional wrestlers. You yeah. know, you, you meet any wrestler, and they'll, they'll tell you every time they go out, they want to make sure that they give the fans what they pay to see. Nice man. And that's one hundred and ten percent. Whether that be um, ten, one hundred, one thousand, ten thousand fans, mm. you go out there and. They paid to see a show, and we're going to give it to them. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Well, I mean, you can definitely be thankful that George kind of put that um, kind of mindset in you early, oh, definitely. you know, in your training days. Um, and so you start training with George. Yep. And then you meet... And was that first day, was that just you and him, or was there other characters in the ring as no, well? No, there were a lot, of other, a lot of other people in the ring, um, guys that have been doing it for a couple of years, and there was a, a couple of, um, you know, beginners as well with, with myself. And okay. Um, yeah, we all, we all, we, I, I had a really, I've, I've always had a great time in wrestling. Sure. Um, I, I love every single person that I've ever worked with. Yeah. Um, and I, and I genuinely just enjoy what I do. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that, that first experience at training, um, that really, really tested the heart that mm. I, that I have and that pushed me to limits that I didn't even know existed. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, it blew my mind that. Um, I could push myself that far because of the passion that I had for what I was doing. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, and and regardless of how hard it was, I always thank George for that mm. because um, the the martial arts and the, and the football and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Yes, but it wasn't something where I'd necessarily put like push past my limits. Yeah, right. Um. But the wrestling just, like, I didn't care if I was sore, hurt, broke. Sick. Sick. I've wrestled sick. Yes. Um, and I'm back at training the next day. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just love it so much. And so how long between drinks was it when you started training uh, to when you had your first match? <laughs> I actually picked it up relatively quick. Yes. Um, usually it's about a year, a year and a half. Of training? Yeah. I did it in six months. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty quick turnaround. It was a really quick turnaround, and yep. um, I was shitting myself mm. um, when I got told. They said to me, "Like, Jace, you've been and so with my training, I, I, I left a huge part of this out. I was training five days, what a week, um, well, at nights. No, during the day. Oh, and then working at night, and then working security at security guard hours. Yeah. Ah, but. I was getting to George's at about 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I wasn't leaving until about 10 o'clock at night. Oh, whoa. So it was nearly a 12-hour... And, like, um, anybody that genuinely wants to know if this is real or not... Yeah. Ask a guy called Josh Redfield. Mm-hmm. He is my tag partner and one of my best friends. Yeah. Because me and him did that together. Yeah, right. Um, you can ask anybody that knows us. It, we would get down there five days a week. Yeah. And we would be there from the time the sun come up till the sun went down. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
For six months? For six months. And you had your, you booked your first match. To, could you just walk us through that, man? Yeah, so um, I was at training. Yes. And um, the booker walked in with George. Mm. And he pulls me aside and he goes, Jace, we need to talk to you. And in my head, the first thing that popped into my head was, shit, they're going to tell me I'm no good and i got to go. <laughs> and I was starting to panic and all these scenarios started playing yeah, through my head because yeah. I'm like, no, like I, I love this too much, yeah? Yeah. And he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, mate, he goes, we see the dedication you've been putting to your training. Yep. Um, we're calling you up. It's, it's happening. Your, it's your turn. Um, yeah. Next month in November, November 12th, 2012. Yep. He goes, um, Yeah. Get some gear, and we're going to put you in the ring. Wow. Did you know who you were going to be put against? Yep. That's what made me nervous. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Um, so, it was one of my trainers. Oh, one of your actual trainers? One of my actual trainers. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I got to team. It was a tag team match. Right. And I got to team with a guy that I trained with, mm-hmm. so a trainee, um, in Tass Alexander. He'd been doing this for- Oh, Tass, yeah. Yeah. He'd yeah. been doing this for a while. Uh, a little bit longer than I have. Um, back then, he wrestled under the stage name Alexi Papadopoulos, mm-hmm. the Spartan Submission Machine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And um, we got put against uh, a team called the Melbourne Wrecking Crew, Steve Vilek and uh, one of the guys that trained me, Mike Manson. Right. Um, so, to get that privilege was um, it was nerve-wracking as all hell. Sure. Um, I remember a, a part in the match, um, I completely forgot what I was doing. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, there was a, a, a spot that was going on. The, they pulled the referee over. Yeah. I'm supposed to distract him. Yeah. And um, I started talking to the ref like I was having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot what I was doing. I didn't oh, even know man. what I was supposed to be doing. But yeah, Mike yeah. Manson, being the professional that he is, covered it really well. Yeah. And um he he carried me. Him him and Steve Vallette carried me through that match. Wow. And I still to this day, um, that's almost eight years ago. Yes. I um I still have that match on footage and I watch that at least once a week. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because I always like seeing where I started. Sure. To what I'm doing currently doing, doing now. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I always that's that's still my favorite match to date. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yep. Um, and so the promotions, NAW. Yes, New Age Wrestling. New NAW. Age Wrestling. Yep. And where was that first match held? The first, I, I'm pretty sure it was Melton. Oh, up in Melton. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was the Melton Darts Club up in Melton. The Darts Club. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and the venue. Um, it was a great venue, and. Uh, I owe a lot of thanks, actually, to my friends and family. Um, everybody that I've grown up with and grown up around, mm. like, I'm sure when I was younger, they used to just get sick and tired of me talking about wrestling. Right. It was genuinely all I talked about. I never shut up about it. Sure. And uh, that that night at the venue, um, I think about 60, maybe 70 people that I'd grown up with Yes. From school, family. Everyone came sports, to support you. Everyone rocked up. I had... Um, wow. Yeah, I had family friends come from New South Wales. Really? Yeah, to, to come down and watch the show. And I've still got photos of these people Yeah, um, from my very first match. And, um, you know, as, like the, the ones from New South Wales, they um, they still come down Yeah, and, and, and watch me compete. Yeah. Um, if it's a like some sort of big match and that they were at my title fights and yeah yeah um 
yeah, like the, 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 the support and my support group, my friends and my family mm. have supported me from the time I started. And that's like, cool. that's, it's, 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 it's amazing to think that people can have those mm. types of people in their life. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and I can't thank them enough. Like, oh, I really cool. can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom and dad, bless them, they still come to a lot of my shows. Yep. You know, as a, as a muso. Yep. Even if I'm just playing covers. Yeah. Not even my original stuff. They'll, they'll yep. show up and have a drink and have a laugh. And, you know, it's um, it's adorable. My uh, my mom and dad, yep, they did the same thing. My mm. dad, actually, he passed away um, last year. I'm sorry. But um, even up to he his... He would come and... Yeah, really enjoy it. And- uh, up t- up till his fi- final days, actually, um, I was wrestling, mm. and as soon as I'd finished wrestling, we'd go to the hospital, and yeah. um, he'd just be laying there and awake. I'd be like, "Dad, what are you doing awake?" And he goes, "Had to see how the champ went." That's really sweet. And yet, yeah, like even 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 a couple of days before he passed, yeah. he was, "You're a good Jay." Like, yeah, Dad. Like, you know, I'm all right. He goes, so when's your next match? Yeah. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's whenever, whenever, whenever. He goes, so you're going to kick their ass? I'm like, I'll do it for you, Dad. And he goes, that's what I like to hear. But, um, yeah, uh, like I said, I had, my dad was just amazing. He, he just, yeah, he knew that he was going to pass. Yeah, right. And didn't tell us. Really? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and even then, he was chatting to me about wrestling yeah and just keeping it light keeping it light seeing how i went yeah he just was that's the type of dude my dad was yeah man. and my mum, um she comes to the shows still yeah and you know watches me and supports me so yeah yeah it's a very cool thing man awesome it's best thing ever cool thing so you you do your first match and um what were you wrestling under that very first match what was your name i um I, j- I wrestled literally just under Crusher. Just Crusher. Just Crusher. Right. Um, like I was gonna use the name Jax Rackman. Oh, okay. Um, which was horrible. This was the name that you'd come up with. This is the name that I come up with, and right. I, I I thank my lucky stars every day that I did not get stuck with that name. Yeah, right. It was horrible. Um, the name Jax from the Mortal Kombat yeah, yeah. series and uh, <laughs> Rackman. I actually come up Steve the Crusher Rackman. Australian pro wrestler and boxer from um, I think it might have been sixties and seventies. Yeah, and he was um, he played Donk in uh, the Crocodile Dundee movies. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's I, brilliant. I hated that name. Yeah, and I, when I was training, um, it was like my I think my second ever training session. They uh-huh. had me jump off the top rope, and JXT. Shout out to JXT if you if you listen to this, bro. Get down, do this podcast, man. Yeah, do it. Um, he gave me the name Crusher. He actually gave you your... My wrestling your name. Your wrestling name. Yeah. Um, he knew the son of Kurt, the Crusher von Steiger. Right. And said that um, Kurt was always talking about, um, like, you know, people using the name Crusher. He reckons it'd be a really cool name for a big guy. Right. And uh, JXT was the reason I was able to jump off the top rope. He actually taught me how to climb. And... Right. Um, I jumped off and he goes, Jace, 
we've got your wrestling name. I said, what's that, man? He goes, it's Crusher with a K. I'm like, no, man. He goes, it's Crusher with a K. And then everybody started calling me it. And it, it just stuck, man. Just stuck. And um, the, the day of that first show that I wrestled at, um, they asked me my height, my weight, where I was from. Yep. And then I said, oh, do you want my name? And they're like, nah, we've got it, Crusher. And I was like, shit. Who was stuck? I'm man. just gonna. St- I'm guess I'm stuck with it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't so don't shout, fight it. Shout out to JXT, man. He give me the crusher name. Can the J stick? The J stick, eh? man. The J stick. Giving people names. Yeah. It's such a uh, a cool thing to do. Yeah. Like I've I I've actually given a kid yeah. his name. That's obviously, awesome. I have two kids because I yeah. obviously named them, but a student. Yeah. Okay, because I'm a music teacher. Yep. Actually, back when I taught in Melton. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was teaching this class with two Christophers in the class. Mm-hmm. And so the first kid on the roll, I said, oh, Christopher, oh, do you mind if I call you Chris? Yeah, no worries. I'm like, da, 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 okay, Brian, Sally, Jesse, da, da, da. And then, uh, oh, Christopher, oh, two Chrises. We can't have two Chrises. Yeah. Um, what about Topher? Yep. Do you mind if I call you Topher? Mm-hmm. And you go, he's mild-mannered little kid. He just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, sweet. Go on, you Topher. Yep. Right. And I didn't really think anything of it. I thought maybe that would just be what I would call him. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. The whole school. That's awesome. Everyone yep. started calling him Topher, to which now it's it's his name. No yeah. one knows him as Chris or that's Christopher. Amazing. Like that's amazing. <laughs> and, and that's the... I, I love that when it comes to a nickname. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's really cool if you can get a nickname put upon you um, instead of making one up. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. then and then you got that cool backstory and that cool cool vibe to it, you know? That's right, man. Um, I really hope Topher still uses it and that, you know... He, oh, man, he, Topher, he, if you're listening to this, bro... <laughs> shout out to Melton, brother. Shout out to Melton. Shout out to Melton. <laughs> hope you're a regular listener, Tofe. Definitely. Oh, gosh. So, there you go. And so, the name just stuck. Crusher. Yep. You, you have your first match. The first match jitters are out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Where where to from there? I mean, obviously now we know that you're a regular on um, the the Australian wrestling scene. Yeah. But um, obviously that was 2012. This is 2019. Yep. Um, what was the the next step, I suppose, in your evolution of becoming a, a wrestler? Well, it was a it was quite funny actually. I um I, I started wrestling and I had a good start. Um, I had a few matches under my sleeve. Um. S- couple of singles matches, tag matches. Yeah. I even competed in a battle royal. Nice. And um, there was a time back in, I think it was 2013, when I was just starting out, you know, and I was in training and I was a, a guy that I've mimicked my moveset or some of my moveset off. Um, I, I take bits and pieces from guys that um, I like or guys that suit my body shape. Sure. And, and and add parts of their stuff into my repertoire. Right. Um, and at this current point in time, I was trying to do the top rope clothesline like Kane used to do where he'd roll through with it. Yes. And I was I was doing this on a uh, on a kid that had never taken it before. And he said to me, he goes, I do know how to take the move. And I've jumped off. And when I hit him with the clothesline, he didn't bump it. And it blew out my shoulder. So that took about a year and a half off um oh yeah i um so what did he do he just stood his ground he just in the stood ring. his ground in the ring he didn't fall backwards no at and, all no at all and my shoulder just from the front to the back 
Oh man! Yeah, and uh, it, so this was someone that you hadn't trained with before. You, you no, I took his word. I'd, I'd trained. He was a young guy, just starting out as well. Right. Um, he come in about. Oh, he come in actually just after I had my first match. Oh, okay. So he'd been around for a bit. Yeah, for a little bit. You know, um, I had my first match in November. He I must reckon have felt awful. I hope so. I, I don't know. He he yeah. asked me if I was alright, and then I never really heard from him again after that. Right. He's not wrestling anymore. Nah, he doesn't oh, wrestle anymore. Okay. But um, I mean, I have no hard feelings to it. Like, no, well, it's training, man. That happens. It like, happens, there's literally yeah. a warning on the training door that says "enter at your own risk." So, right, right. Um, so this wasn't even in an actual match. This was just at training. This was at training, man. Oh, and shit. Um, like like I said, five days a week at like nearly twelve hours training. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just one thing, man, went wow. wrong. Yep. And uh, it took it took about six to seven months to heal properly. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I wanted to go back to it. Right. Yeah, that injury kind of messed me up a little bit because I was like, sh- like I was just getting, you know, Your steam going and and um, yeah, about six, another six months after it healed. I uh, George announced his retirement match. Right. So I went back to NAW to watch the the match. Yes. And uh, you know I bought my ticket. Uh, yeah. Sat in the crowd as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. No one remembered me. Um, you know, because I'd only just like I said, I only had a few matches. Sure. Um. Uh, there was like a couple of you know a couple of real diehard fans there that remembered, you know, who I was, but mm. it wasn't. It wasn't a, a major thing, you know, like I'd only just been starting out. I was a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, the first match started and I was like, I've got to get my boots back out again. I miss right. this. Yeah. And then George walked out and he's in his retirement match. Yes. And from the start to the finish, man, I was invested. They played the crowd like an instrument. Yeah. It was incredible. Wow. It was uh, George and Mad Dog inside of a cage. Mad Dog, really? Yeah. In Mad, a cage. Mad Dog McRae in a cage. And I in and I the cage? In the cage. That the, yeah. where we met? In the cage where we met. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, that's that in in that exact cage. A little bit of an in joke for the art of touring listeners. We we cannot talk about it, but eventually in about twelve or eighteen months time, whenever it is uh, available to view. You, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, so in that cage, in that exact cage, and, and I seen George. Wow. I seen George. Yeah, go to the top rope. At uh, he's I think seventy three, maybe seventy four. Yeah. Um. So he would have been at least sixty seven, sixty eight at that point. At that point in time, and I see George go to the top and jump off and do his whole thing, and then later on in the match, get put through a table. Oh my god. George. And I I I sat there and I was like from all the people that I've watched wrestling. Yes. Um f- to the you know like, like I said the Goldbergs and the, the the Hogans the Flares and stuff like that. Yeah. I got to see my my actual trainer, George Julio, who can barely walk. He's given his life he, he his job was to wrestle. He yes. made a living off wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He, he he his job was an actual professional wrestler. Mm. Um, at his age, that could you know, uh, and I've seen George um, snap the the muscle in the knee. I'm not sure what that uh, is. AC something. ACL. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I've seen him do that. Finish the match, 
Um, I've seen him like, oh, he's like a tough bastard, yeah, man. Um, I've seen him tear like and break bones and stuff like that. Yeah. And at his age, man, and his retirement match, he got put through a damn table. Yeah. They finish the match, Mad Dog wins, and um, you know he was banged up, and he just got on the mic and said he'd do it all over again. Yeah. And I was like, shit, that's I want to do that. That's what I want to be back like. In there, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So that's just epic story, brother. Yeah, I just start training again, and man, I'm to where I am now. Wow. Haven't looked back since. Haven't looked back. Yeah. If there were ever like a moment in your life to look back on and go uh, that was a real turning point yeah that would most definitely be it that's that's it yeah I got into wrestling um cause I enjoyed it yeah and cause my mate you know obviously gave me the address and sort of got me to there mm. the reason I stayed was cause of that match yeah yeah that literally reignited the passion that I had for it um yeah you know not a WWE match, not a no. televised match. It was an indie match Yep. at the, uh, I think it's called the Maltese Cultural Center in um, Albion. Yes. My trainer and one of the, you know, hardcore legends of the country. Yeah. And that literally reignited my passion yeah. to, to get back in there. That day, I walked up to George and I said, George, do you mind if I come back to training? He goes, I'll see you Monday. There you go. Yeah. It was then it was just on like Donkey Kong. Mate, every day I was back. <laughs> every day, man. Never looked back since. Far out, man. That's sick. Yeah. And so um, there, you, you hit that turning point, and then now you're back at training. And uh, this was like, because you started 2012, you got injured in 2013, yep. and you're out of it for however long. And so, and then when did George have that retirement match? Uh, I think it was late 2014 late 2014 yeah and so then 15 16 17 18 so four and a bit years now you've been back at it full time consecutively yeah consecutively yeah um and with no time off no no injuries touch wood no injuries touch wood yeah um and uh in that time you've wrestled just in melbourne or have you wrestled over interstate as well no i've wrestled interstate as well man interstate yeah Yeah. where have you been interstate um sydney and queensland sydney and queensland at different promotions obviously um all different promotions Uh, i'd love to get oh and adelaide sorry damn adelaide shout out to adelaide yeah 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 um yeah got to wrestle over there um i'd like to eventually get all the way over to um perth um tasmania Yes. Um, Northern Territory, Canberra. I, I'd love to do all that. All of the promotions. Yeah, man. I'd just, I'd want to work anywhere. Work anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, no, I've had a ball, man. You know, I've, I'm only just getting started too. Mm. I don't, I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. And have um, have you have a chance to wrestle like in? Because a lot of these, you know, independent promotions. Yeah. Um. Uh. When like ex WWE or ex WCW talent decide to wrestle on the independent scene yep. a lot of the time they they do make their way down to australia yes that's true have you ever been on a bill with um guys that you grew up watching <laughs> or have a chance to wrestle or meet or anything like that so um not a wwe guy but i got to wrestle a guy um from pro wrestling noah mm-hmm. um from japan um he came back uh, fresh and i wrestled him over in um, queensland right and they said to me they're like jace we're gonna we got a guy coming down from Japan. Yeah. Um, he was born and bred in New Zealand. Um, his name's Kingston Eclipse. Right. Um, when this episode gets aired, 
I'm definitely going to send him a link. And um, hmm. next time he's down in Melbourne, bro, Kingston, you know where to come. <laughs> Straight here, man. Right Speak on. to Sears Dog. Yes. Um, and yeah, I got to wrestle him. And yeah. it was um, it was a strong style match. Okay. So for the listeners at home who don't know what that is, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, um, so pro wrestling, you know, you have your normal wrestling matches. Um, that you guys would normally see on on TV, yeah. a strong style match that they are taught in Japan is basically exactly what it sounds like. You go out there and beat the holy hell out of one another. A lot of kicking is involved. There's isn't a there? lot of kicking and a lot of punches to the face. Yeah, like actual punches to the face. Yes. Um, I remember I was, was so the- nervous about the match. Yeah, I stayed up for about. 48 hours what um, I flew that day over to Queensland yeah and um, I got to the venue and I was so tired um, huge mistake on my behalf but I had about 7 of the 500ml um, V-cans the oh blue ones oh my god so by the time the match came around I was buzzing I had so much energy to burn off and I was like yes this is going to be a great match Jason. this is where the strong style comes in he flush kicked me in the sternum Right. Like, it. Well, I felt my insides break, you know? Yes. And um, I rolled out the ring, and there was a bucket under there, and I just, yeah. Just puked your guts puked out. Puked in the bucket, and it was just all the V that just comes straight back up. Oh, man. Because I hadn't eaten. Hadn't eaten. No. Nah, I, was, I was that nervous and tired. blue liquid. It was going. just blue liquid. <laughs> just V. Is it actually blue, those blue cans? Is this liquid? No, it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like green. But, oh, um, it is green, but they're blue cans. But they're blue cans, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just... And, and uh, as disgusting as it sounds, that, that's all I could taste. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Um, and you finished the match. Oh, man. It took me about 10 seconds to, to get it up and, mm. like, chuck it up, I should say. Poor choice of words. <laughs> and, um, yeah, as soon as that happened, man, I rolled back in the ring, continued the match. Far out. Yeah. And um, we wrestled for about half an hour. That would have popped the crowd big time. Look at this guy puking you his know guts what? out it, and then it, still it, kept going. It did because yeah. I was the bad guy. Oh, really? So they seen me do that and I copped it from the crowd. Yeah. They big give time. it to my absolute life. Yes. Um,. <laughs> At playing a heel and playing the bad guy, um, uh, it was around State of Origin time too, um, and New South Wales had just won the first series in in matches against ah, Queensland. Okay, so they were in a bad mood. So they were in a bad mood, and I and in my head, I'm thinking, what more can I do to piss them off? <laughs> so I walked out to the New South Wales theme song with a New South Wales jersey and flag. No, you didn't. Yeah. Brilliant. And it, it as soon as they seen the blue, they just started cracking it. Oh, wow. And it, it was so bad. And like my sister was sitting in the crowd as well. She came up with you? Yeah, she flew up to watch me wrestle. Wonderful. And um, we're doing the... I'm doing my entrance. I've got the crowd heated, you know. They're, they're going off at me. Yeah. And I did a seminar uh, a long time ago with Lance Hoyt, um, former WWE, TNA, and now New Japan... Ring of Honor superstar, right? Uh, Suzuki Gun, um, and he—he's uh, part of the the seminar that I did with him. He said to me, he goes, "If you've got family in the crowd and you don't work them, um, you're an idiot. Wasted opportunity. You're, you're an idiot." He goes, "Because of everybody in the crowd that could possibly be there, he goes, if you've got a family member, you know their entire life history." 
Right. That you can turn on them at any moment. <laughs> so what did I do? I picked my sister out in the crowd yeah. and started working her. And she had no idea I was coming out as the bad guy. I didn't tell her this. Really? So I come out and I gave it to my sister's life. And it, I, I did it so bad. It got to the point fans come over and had their arms around my sister. And um, a few of them said to her, like, because she, she come backstage after the show. Yeah. And she, you're an asshole. I didn't even know that was coming. Yeah. She goes, but fans come up to me and said, darling, we're really sorry that you have to go home and have a brother like that. <laughs> You worked them so good. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so yes, that is what I wanted. That is the yes. reaction that I wanted. Yes. Yeah. You did it, man. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Shit. like back to the, the to your question about um, like the WWE guys, mm. the um, like the pro wrestling Noah Kingston Eclipse. Yes. Um, that was that was a match that I'll never forget. Mm. Um, but I've also got to work the same shows as um Lance Hoyt or um Vance Archer for anyone that knows him by that name. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Orlando Jordan, ironically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Um, quick little uh, side note for Orlando. I recently, um, thanks and huge shout out to Jake Mails and 100 Strong PT mm-hmm. for hooking me up with this, actually. Um, they um, approached me and told me about Orlando Jordan doing a seminar. And there was yes. only limited spots. Yes. And they gave me the opportunity to meet Orlando Jordan and um, chat with him and you know, uh, take down all these notes and stuff. And I've, I've genuinely got these notes on me. Right. Yeah. I take them everywhere I go. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago. Sure. And, um, before my matches now, I literally sit there and I read, you know, the, the, the pages that I've just, I've written down. Yeah. Um, that I got from him. Cause, um, he, he's just so like the, the passion that he, that has, he has, yeah. you know, and the, the backstory that he was able to give us and how he started and how, he come up through, you know, through, through the ranks and yeah. to WWE and TNA was absolutely incredible, you know? Nice. So that, that he's was... He's a Melbourne dude now too? Yes, he's a Melbourne dude now. That's yeah. sick. And he, is he wrestling on the independent circuit or more just doing seminars and stuff? Uh, more just doing seminars. He was saying um, he, yeah. he likes his family time now. Right, yeah, um, yeah. He says he loves he loves being with, you know, his family. Yeah. Um, and just enjoying Australia. Yeah, um, nice. He, um, but, yeah, but yeah, we got to... We got to actually meet Orlando Jordan, the the person, mm. um, and and you know and and talk to him. Actually, have a have a proper conversation with him about wrestling. And he said, like, it's not often this happens. Yeah, right. Because there's not a lot of people that get to meet this side of me. Sure. He goes, if people see me out in the street, he goes, I genuinely don't like to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Especially when my family's there, I just like to. I'm I'm a family man. Right. He yep. goes, I'm I'm just a regular guy. He goes, I don't. I don't want any of the accolades. He goes, for anyone that's in the business, he goes, I'm always happy to give back. Yes. He goes, that's a, that's a big thing. He goes, yeah. I, I love coming to these sorts of seminars and I like giving back to mm. the to, to, to the guys that are up and coming. Yeah. And to, to sit there and listen to a guy that's has has worked the biggest fed, you know, in the world. Yeah. Um, who's worked TNA, who, who's worked all these Th- th- these mega stars and mega names in wrestling. Yeah, to to sit there with a bunch of bunch of guys from Australia, mm. just trying to make a name for themselves on the indie scenes. Amazing. Uh, and to hundred strong PT and Jake Males, I I genuinely can't thank them enough for that opportunity. Now they're out in Melton, aren't they? Yes. Um, for anyone that's interested, if you don't mind me saying, no, please do. Um, for anyone that's interested in um looking for a, a really good PT, um. 
this this bloke trains a lot of professional wrestlers, mm. and he is um, highly regarded. You know, uh, uh, among nearly all the all our locker rooms and stuff. Yeah. Um, Jake Mails and One Hundred Strong PT um, in Melton. If anyone's interested, um, they're, they're definitely um, if if you're interested in investing in yourself, mm. that's that's the guy to go and see. I mean, even as a wrestling fan of. Um the uh, the independent circuit here in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard of him as well. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, not just for you as well, yep. but um, just you know, following um, you know JXT's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, social media channels. Yep. Um, you see him, you know, posting stuff about um, One Hundred Strong. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, I listen to um, uh, JXT's podcast as well, and he always, you know, gives them a shout out. Yeah, man. Um, and you can see the results that he gets out of his clients and stuff. So um, that's right. And yeah, and it's, it's not just clear that he's the real deal. You it's, know? it's not just um, one body type that he focuses on. Right. There's, there's all, all different. It doesn't matter who you are or what you look like. Yeah, Jake will get the best out of you. He'll sort you out. And he, he, he is passionate about it. He's not, he's not there for a paycheck. Yeah, he is genuinely there because he's passionate about what he does. Mm. Um, and in the professional wrestling industry, he's highly, you know, respected as well. The guy's been over to the WWE Performance Center and trained with um, WWE um, and the NXT guys over there Yes, um, to advance his wrestling career. He has done numerous um, like boot camps with Orlando Jordan and Wildcat Sports. Um, he, yeah, he's been doing this for 10, 11 years. Yeah. You know, and wrestled all over this country as well. Mm. Um, some, some of the top promotions in this country. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyone that's interested in that sort of stuff, hook like Jake Navarro, Jake Males, and a hundred strong PT. Hook him up, yeah, man. Hook there him you up. Go. Um, so before we finish up, I did want to ask you um, about your absolute current wrestling at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier that you do have um, a, a belt at the moment. Yes. Can I, you tell us what belt that you currently hold? Yes. So I am. Um, New Age Wrestling's Pure Heavyweight Champion. Pure Heavyweight yes. Champion. Um, we started the Pure brand uh, three years ago, maybe four. Yes. And um, since since it started, I've um, I've had the absolute pleasure of holding that belt twice. Mm-hmm. And my current reign is the longest reign there has been nice. so far. Nice. Um, I've had the absolute pleasure to wrestle guys like Jet Ruka. Um, Richie Taylor, Fox, Jake Navarra, um, Jeremy Smacks, Bullseye Blake, just um, all these the, these incredible names. Yes, um, yes. And guys that push me past my limits. Yeah. They make me, when I go out there with these type of guys, they make me give 110%. Yes. There's, I can't give any less or I lose. Right. Um. And yeah, it's the it's been my absolute pleasure so ho- holding this title. You've had the title twice. Yeah. Can you tell us about the first time that um, that you won the title? Yes. Yeah, so um, I it was uh, the the very first pure show. Yep. Was um, a tag team match between myself and Jeremy Smacks mm. versus a team called Raw Beef, um, RXP and Two Crazy, two guys, incredible tag team. If you haven't heard of them, please. Do check them out, yeah? Yeah. Um, and after the match, me and Smacks had a bit of an altercation. Um, there was a lead up to us two becoming the, the contenders for the first ever 
pure match, a pure title match. Yes. And he beat me for it. And, um, you know, I, I knew I had my work cut out for me. Right. Um, Smacks went on a five or six month reign with that title. Yeah. And um, I had my eyes set on it. That's that's what I wanted. And uh, I trained every day, man. Saturdays, Sunday, like seven days. I was down at George's. I was busting my butt. And George said to me, he goes, you know, I, I want a number one contendership. And he goes, all right, we're going to give you a shot. Yep. And we, me and Smacks went out. We beat the shit out of one another. <laughs> like genuinely, man, it was one of the hardest matches I've had yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I was lucky enough to p- walk out with the win. Um, yeah. I left every, a piece of my body, I reckon, still in that venue. <laughs> um, yeah, and like fast forward to to now, I, I've still got that belt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you eventually lost it. Yeah, so I lost it. I lost it for a brief time. Um, I actually lost it for only about four months. Right. Um, And then won a number one contendership again to eventually compete for it. Yes. And um, got it back. And got it back. I failed twice um, going for it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I won the um, contendership and I said to the champion, I'm like, you know, I'm number one contender. Mm. I want a shot. And he said, like, Regardless, if you're number one contender, why should I give it? To- I've beaten you twice. Right. There's nothing that I have left to prove to you. you. Sure. So, to push myself, I put my career on the line. Oh, really? Yeah. And said that if I couldn't get it done, then I don't deserve to be here. Whoa. And that's my biggest fear is not wrestling. Yeah. So, I, he I, knew you were I, serious. I put my own fear into my head to make sure that I pushed through um, you know, everything and yeah. made sure that... Um, even when I was down, I didn't quit and it paid off. You know, yeah, I, I got the, I got the W and, uh, yeah. And now the rest is history. Yeah. We've got you're on top of the mountain and you're watching your back. At yeah. Every, at target, every target on the back, target, man. Target, target man. on the back. I've, oh um, my gosh. I've actually had a bit of a run in recently with, um, for anybody that knows Australian wrestling, they may have heard of the name Cracker Jack. Ah, Cracker Jack. His brother Gore. Right. This bloke... Cracker Jack has a brother? Yes, a genuine brother Gore. Oh, man. And this bloke, and uh, this is a a genuine thing, is a friggin' machine. Yeah, right. He he is a background in MMA. Oh. The guy is built like a brick shithouse. Yes. And he hits like a truck. Oh, man. And he's... And he's after the belt. Oh, dude. Well, yeah, you better watch out. Um, yeah. We've, uh... I'm, I'm, I'm ready for him. Yeah, most definitely. Um... You know, uh, I, I know, you know, with his bloodline, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle, but I don't plan on losing my belt. Well, there you and go. this Saturday, I have a match for the heavyweight championship. Yes, which we have heard about. Yes. Which yes. You, we, we heard you cutting a promo to uh, promote that match on Saturday, and we've, we, uh, we heard your intensity, so we know you, you mean business. Yes, so uh, if, uh, if you don't mind, yes. I'm going to put it out there again. Yes. And uh, for all the listeners to hear. Okay, let's do it, man. Alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jason the Crusher Cole, and I'm here with Sizdog and the Art of Touring podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, June 1st, I have the opportunity to become number one contender for the New Age Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. But I know that my task is not an easy one. You see, I step into the ring with three other worthy contenders, Tyler Frost, Jake Wilder, and Tass Alexander. Three guys that I have wrestled individually before and I have got the W on. 
I plan on being number one contender to the uh, to the NAW Heavyweight Championship. But I know that my road to that title is not a direct one. You see, I have to take a slight detour past a mountain named Gore. Gore, if you're listening to this, if you want a chance at the NAW Pure Championship, I have no problem with it. You name the place and I will show up and I will defend. And after I beat you and I get the one, two, three, I'm going straight for the NAW Heavyweight Championship. This Saturday, 27, Telmar Street, Albion, when New Age Wrestling presents Test Your Might, you are looking or you are listening to the new number one contender for the NAW Heavyweight Championship. I do not want to be in course shoes right now. Holy shit, you heard it first here on The Art of Touring. It is all going down this Saturday night. Dude, it has been so great getting to know you and getting to hear your story on The Art of Touring. Now, if anybody wants to follow your wrestling career, um, how do we go about that? Do you have a Facebook, and Instagram you'd like to promote? Uh, yes, uh, Instagram is at Crusher Cole Official. Yeah, um, spelt with a K. Spelt with a K, guys. Spelt with a K. <laughs> Shout out to J-Stick. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the wrestling uh, page on Facebook is uh, Jason Crusher Cole Pro Wrestler. Nice one. Yep. Well, we'll throw those links um, in the description. And... Um, before we finish up, obviously, we know we've got a, 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 a big match of yours to look forward to this Saturday. Um, but looking forward, um, are there any other uh, wrestling uh, events happening um, after this one that we think maybe we, we would want to like keep an eye out for, which, which you will be featured in? Uh, yes, definitely. We have um, King of the Cage coming up. Oh, really? Yes. So after we get done with this show, our next show is George Julio's King of the Cage, and that is basically, the name is in the title, all matches will be contested inside of that cage. Oh, my God. That cage. Uh, that cage. That's that a, cage. That is a great <laughs> note to end on. I love it, dude. Yes. Well, uh, you heard it first here, guys. Um, we've, we've gotten to know Jason tonight, uh, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this uh, quite well. It's been really great um, for you to, uh, to be uh, appearing on the show, mate. The third ever wrestler to um, grace the airways of the art of touring. And, um, dude... I, I wish you... The, I mean, you don't need any luck because we know you're going to kill it on, <laughs> on Saturday night. I'm but um, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the ring. I just want to say, man, Dog, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, this was my first podcast and I'm, I'm very honoured to be here. Um, Art of Touring, absolutely loved it. And um, to all your fantastic listeners, thank you for hearing my story. You're more than welcome, my friend. We'll see you next time. Later, Cheers, brother. Bro. See ya. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 57. All done. Thanks for listening. If you did like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Turing Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Turing Podcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I hope you come on back. 
Yeah, I don't have wrestlers every week. I usually have, you know, musicians, performers, sometimes wrestlers. So if you're a wrestling fan or a music fan, I'm sure you're going to get something out of the podcast. So please come on back next week. I'd love to have you on board as a regular listener. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show yourself. If you're a touring muso or a touring performer or a wrestler, hit me up or send me a message on Instagram at Art of Touring Podcast. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this episode, do what you're meant to do when you like a podcast and that is leave a rating and review on your phone. It just takes a couple of moments, man, and it really um, helps the podcast out. So please go ahead and do that. Now let's get into some plugs. On Saturday, June the 1st, I'll be back at the Black Swan in Point Cook. So if you'd like to come down for a tasty steak and hear some laid-back acoustic tunes, you can just join me from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. That's not this Saturday. That's the following Saturday, June the 1st. The outro music for The Art of Touring is a song called Start a Fire by the band The Pass Outs, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole debut album by The Pass Outs on all digital platforms. And uh, if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl or regular coloured vinyl, go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com where you can get all our merchandise, including T-shirts, stickers, posters, and even skateboards. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Jason the Crusher Cole. Be sure to check out Jason's social media channels. You can follow him and you can see where he's wrestling each week, each month, each year. Follow him. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with us is Dole. Go, wow, Woo! And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Spoilers. Here's one for you. Gandalf is actually just Spock on the holodeck playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's um. Oh, you know it'd be funny. Yeah. For the photo, when you get your real belt. Yeah. And you're wearing it, I'll get my toy belt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'll put that on my on my shoulder while you have like an actual <laughs> belt.